All right, here we go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Week in Crime and Policing with Mayo and Meso. My name is Mark DeMayo. This is my partner, Angel Masonette. What's we're up, both, everybody? We're both retired NYPD detectives, and we're going to cover the week in um, crazy crime stories. We have, every week I go through the same thing because I, I um, Angel Angel has put me in charge of being the one who collects all the stories and does all. Yeah, now you, you did. Now you share a story or two here with me. Anyway, but um, every week I get scared that I'm not going to have enough stories. It looks like a slow week, whatever. And then as uh, crunch time comes and I'm, I'm scouring, looking the for shitheads do not disappoint. <laughs> There's always something, man. There's always something. This time we, this week we got a lot of video. We got a lot of video. Um, but before we start, <laughs> Milwaukee civilian, uh, he couldn't make it. What, what does he say there, Angel? He says, uh, "I can't join tonight's live." Angel, make sure Mark is funny. You're the comedian. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <clears throat> I will be watching later. My daughter wants dinner out. Doesn't she know that this is my police officer cup time? Thank you, Milwaukee civilian. We'll miss you. Ball breaking. Little Mermaid is there, Luisa. What's up? Hi, hi Luisa. <clears throat> Kathy Hughes. Uh, Ruth Ann Griffin. She London says girl across the pond. I was wondering if people were going to join us at 5 o'clock. Yeah. Um, I, too, have a dinner date with my daughter this evening. She uh, A couple of weeks ago, she got a position in a company, corporate. Beautiful. Uh, something in cosmetics big 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 company and just uh it's something that she was that's what she wanted to do it was her dream job and congratulations she worked with them for about a year they had some type of program and then she finally found uh got hired in a division in this major company so beautiful to take her out to dinner to celebrate and um i'm excited about that but she also um to go out at 8.30 for her who's got to be at no, work tomorrow, it's, too much. Yeah, it's, it's a little late. So right. that's why I um, I took a chance tonight and I asked you if you mind going a little bit early. And you said, okay. And I know you've been wanting to go a little bit early. And you've also mentioned that Monday Night Football will be starting soon too. So I think, and I'd like to get the uh, uh, our, our, you know family in the uh, chat here our police off the cuff family and uh, maybe get an idea how many people wouldn't mind going at uh, 6 PM or how many people would even be available at 5 PM. Um, either one of those is, is, is good for me. I think six would be ideal for me. So that is the deal. Let us know uh, when you get a second to uh, add to the comments, if six o'clock might be good for you, at least starting uh football season. Cause you know, when Monday night football season starts, you know, football season starts. The Monday night games, you need like you got to get your setup there, right? Because you got a nice setup there for watching the game, right? What do you you do. you go outdoors? You got a TV outdoors? Yeah, right? I, I, it depends. As long as it's warm enough, I'll be outdoors. I got my heaters outside, so yeah. And then I got my man cave, so you know. I what kind of work. heaters you got? Do you got that uh that the propane like, ones with the, the fire pit? Like an umbrella. It looks like an umbrella oh. with the propane. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got two of those. <laughs> it just reminded <laughs> me of going out to dinner during the pandemic. We went there you to go. 
Arthur yeah. Avenue, my girl and I, right? And, uh, you know, Arthur Avenue in the Bronx is what, you know, you're talking about the best Italian food. I used to patrol there. That was my, that was one of my, uh, like that was my country. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Literally, little literally to the 10th mm -hmm. hour, right? Yeah. So we're going out mm -hmm. for this nice dinner and um, we had to sit outside. And um, wow, man, it was pretty cold. I figured a couple of glasses of wine would warm up a little bit and... They had these heaters. What you're talking about? There was two of them. They put them two on top, but they only turned one on. <laughs> well, that one was like basically it was like going like this, like <laughs> it was blowing the hot air like this. <laughs> and I'm like, "Yo, my man, could you turn?" Oh no, 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 that's gonna blow everything out with the wires that they had set up. So I was like, "This is yeah, <laughs> you're freezing." We made Listen, it. Though. We made let me, it. Let me tell you something. That's the first place I ever busted my ass in uniform. I was a rookie and I was walking. That's what we used to do our field training posts. And I was walking in front of the pizzeria between uh, 186 and 187. There's only a, it's a tiny block. And um, I'm walking and there's snow all over the ground. Uh, it was January and I walk and I fell. I busted my ass in the snow and I uh -huh. fell on my back and I was in my full regalia, right? I was just fresh out of the academy. Uh -huh. I couldn't, I couldn't get up. I was like a turtle on my back. <laughs> it was. People had to help me up. It was pretty embarrassing. Like, that's the first time I busted my ass in uniform. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Let's say know. hi to more people in the chat. Uh, right. Girl Friday. Uh, Ryan Investigative Group is in the house. What's, What's up? up, Bill? What's up, Bill? Kim Alliston. LT, Peter Pranzo. Welcome, sir. Crazy Nurse 2.0 is in. Scott Wagner, Detective. Spanish Harlem. What's up, Scotty? Willez Pony. What's up? What's up? Raquel Pranzo. Hello, ma'am. How are you, darling? Uh, who else we got? Crazy Nurse. Did you say Crazy Nurse? Yeah. Tato Sha. One, two, three. I like it. I like it. Tato. Tato. Um, who else? Hello from California. Yeah. Judith Lyons. Judith Lyons. I wonder Hello, if that's Judith. like the way you said Tato because that's a Dominican thing. Tato. Tato. Maybe it's Tato. I wonder if, uh, yeah, man. Tato. Tato, Tato Sha, are you uh, Dominican? Because Tato is something that uh, Dominicans say. And I'm I'm half Dominican and. Uh, You're Dominican from the waist down, right? Angel. Angel is Puerto Rican. <laughs> He's a wannabe Dominican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, pero que pasa, coño? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so. Um, we got a lot of stuff this week. Let me see what else. We crazy nurses. No, I never saw that before. But my son's a nurse. Crazy nurse. And uh, that's it. I, I think we covered everybody, right? Lorna McKenzie, you said that. Yeah. Hi, Lorna. Hi, Lorna. Tony D. Tony D. What's up, Tony D? You know, I kind of was thinking about New York in a way, and like what the major problem here is, and it's almost in a funny little way. It's like condos versus co-ops. And by that, I mean, when you are going to buy an apartment in real estate, you have an option to buy a condo, which means that um, you're the owner of that particular apartment and you can do whatever the hell that you want in there and nobody can tell you otherwise. Okay? So you buy into a condo. You know, I don't care. This My neighbor is not going to be able to come over here and tell me to play the music lower or... I can't have 10 dogs. I own this apartment. I could do whatever I wanted here. 10 cats. Everybody everybody agrees in that who moves into a condo. They don't want to they don't want their rights to be compromised. They want to be able to do whatever they want. And to be a co-op owner means is going to you have to follow a lot of rules. 
whatever cockamamie rules they come up with, you got to follow. Why? Because everybody has to live in this community and be happy. And even though I might think this rule is stupid, um, somebody else, uh, that's what they want. And that's what this city's like now because you have people who remember law and order. And now you also have, you know, like, um, I'll show you something. This is the latest thing over here in New York. These scooters have gone hog wild, okay? Um, scooters and mopeds, this is what the criminals are using to do their crimes. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing we can do. We've lost control of the of the streets. We used to lock these people up for riding on the sidewalk. Well, they had, they had a directive. They had a directive to go after them, and then what happened a week and a half ago? Two guys were running from the cops. They hit a truck, and they both died. And those cops got suspended. They got placed, or they got placed on modified duty pending the investigation. Like, yeah, we don't, yeah we'll, we'll go back to that after after we watch this video. We'll talk about that too. Tonight, a series of attacks by moped riding thieves across Manhattan. The unsuspecting victims are on the sidewalk in the middle of the day. The attacks happened in Inwood, Chelsea, and near the Guggenheim Museum on the Upper East Side. Eyewitness News reporter Lucy Yang joins us from the Upper East Side tonight with the story. Lucy. Well, Joe, the getaway vehicle in these recent attacks are mopeds or dirt bikes. In all three cases, they easily jump the curb onto the side, reach the victims, and then just as easily speed away. We have video now of all three robberies. Police are now investigating this brazen, violent, armed robbery on Nagel Avenue in Inwood. You see two men attack and attempt to snatch a necklace from the 29-year-old victim. Moments later, a good Samaritan jumps in to help. This Instagram video posted by World Latin Stars. The neighbor wrestles what appears to be a gun from one of the muggers. The two suspects then flee on their bike. We're told three shots were fired. Thankfully, no one was hurt. It's good that um, there was people on the block on the block and helped each other out. That's something nice and feels good to be in the community where like people have each other's back, even even though it's still pretty scary. That was Saturday afternoon. On Friday in Chelsea, another bike attack. Surveillance video shows a man walking along West 23rd Street toward 7th Avenue when he is jumped. Detectives report the victim's $12,000 Rolex watch is stolen. Two men escape on a dirt bike, a third on a moped. It's sad because it takes humanity out of humans. Over on the Upper East Side, East 89th Street by 5th Avenue, right around the corner from the Guggenheim Museum. It was lunchtime Saturday. A video shows two men on a moped on the sidewalk trying to steal a necklace from these two women who fight back. The men ride off empty-handed. Thieves evolve. Thieves are going to be thieves. Well, there you have it, folks. This is the uh, the latest trend. Where yeah. are we? It's, uh... this, is the, this is the latest trend right now of uh, what's happening here in the city. These mopeds. Go, they're able to go up on the sidewalk. You have people who are with their heads buried in their phone. Um, flossing. This guy had well, his listen, Rolex on. Listen, if, if, if in all actuality, and I get what you're saying, and you're right, because of the climate, you should know better, but if I want to walk around like Mr. T in the city, walking around with my shit, I should be able to, right? It's a free society. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't have to worry about these savages coming and trying to take my shit. Um, 
you know, with, with the people are, are starting to fight back, and it's going to get worse. If this open carry stuff or this uh, concealed carry keeps going, um, people are going to start arming themselves, and they, these, these thieves are going to be in a, for a big surprise, and I'm, I'm here for it. I just bought another gun myself uh, on Saturday. So, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in a city now, my new position, a lot more, and I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. You got the AR-15? Is that what you're taking with you, patrol? <laughs> no. <laughs> I bought a SIG, a, a SIG P365. It's a nice concealed carry. It has a high uh, magazine. I could carry 10 rounds in there. So if I can't get them with 10 rounds, there's something wrong. Yeah, that's good. Congratulations on the new uh, weapon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but it is crazy that this was something that we had complete control over. When we were on the job, um, you you didn't see these mopeds around. Nope, because there were consequences because we would fucking take the fucking moped and give them hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars of fines. They'd go to jail or we chase them until they crashed and then they wouldn't drive it anymore. You had to have a license. Yeah. You had to have um, a license plate. That's what I meant to say. It had to be registered if it went a certain speed. There were so many rules and regulations to these things. And we had a, a, a yard like with thousands and thousands of these bikes there, thousands of bikes confiscated. And, you know, it's funny. It's it kind of sort of there was some, something about it. People knew. And now you, when you go to certain neighborhoods, they all have these Revel scooters now that they ride, uh, mopeds, and they're not obeying the traffic laws. And it just looks like a, it looks it doesn't look like um like the way New York City used to look like. It looks like like a third world country now. Yeah, yeah. And One of your carpool buddies says it. Uh, Chris Rocket, Yo Mayo, Chris Chappelle here. Academy carpool days. We are in the third world now. This used to happen in Colombia. Yeah, he's right. Wait a minute. Where, where, where is this guy? Chris Chappelle? He said he carpooled with you in the academy. We don't know who's with, uh, with, um, what was his name? Danny? Danny went to Nassau, Suffolk. If it really is, Chris, it's nice to hear from you. I, I'm so far behind on the comment section here. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's so Chris Rocket. You oh, yeah, yep, exactly what he's saying. Yeah, third world. We're, That's what they we're used third to do. world now because uh, this is what happens in Colombia. They're robbing yeah. you on these mopeds, and this is what <laughs> I unfortunately. Oh, no way. Oh shit! Look at that. Danny passed away. Wow. I had no idea. I got. I'm trying to think of his last name right now. Feigelbaum. That sucks. Sorry to hear that. Sorry to I find think, that out. I think it was Danny Feigelbaum. I gotta look up why. I, I didn't oh, hear about. Oh shit! That. He took his own life. Suffolk County police detective. Wow. My son's in Suffolk. Last month, unfortunately. Wow, man. Something That's bad sad. must have happened. God rest. Yeah, man. I think of how we carpooled together. He was from uh, Queens, and oh. you know he had, he had this little car. It was um, it was two seats, a hatchback, and Chris was a big dude, you know, too, in the gym every single day. And Danny was pretty in the gym, and I was huge, and I, sometimes I'd have to sit in the back, and man. Uh, ever since those days, I could never sit in the back of a car again, man. I'd rather just walk. <laughs> leave me alone. Leave me. Alone. I'll stay here. Oh I don't, shit! I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to get in the back of nobody's car no more because I was so like paranoid yeah. about that. 
And you know, it's funny. It's like, um, so let's continue on this lawlessness path. What happened was a couple of weeks ago, we had a robbery of an off-duty police officer who was jogging. He was jogging here in the Bronx. And um, another form of robbery is when uh, they, they somehow they get a hold of a car, these kids, and they start driving around the neighborhood looking for um, people to rob. And then they pull up a little bit ahead of them as though that person's walking down the street and they all jump out. Obviously, they're all worried about getting COVID because they all have their the masks on, you know, right. so they're, they're robbers, but they're very, you know, they're right. very still they're, um And it's 100 degrees out and they have hoodies on. They're very health conscious. Yeah. 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 They're worried about that. They're following CDC rules by wearing these uh, the stupid masks that we already figure out don't work. Yeah. Uh, they can't help you anyway. But but this is another way to cover your face. So that's what they're doing. So this kid finally, he got apprehended. He's 18 years old. His name is o O'Shawn Logan. And he was charged with uh, gang assault and robbery in connection with the mugging of the off-duty cop, Mohammed Shoudhury. Shoudhury. Shoudhury, yeah. So that's him right there. And uh, just so if you wanted to see how these robberies actually go down, uh, they have they caught these kids on tape. The other kids, I would imagine, will be following off shortly. They'll, they'll be, uh, let me oh, see. Oh, yeah, definitely. You have the video of it? Yeah, one arrest mate. Here we go. Bronx an arrest in the brutal gang beating of an off-duty NYPD officer. Yeah, that suspect just left the 4-3 precinct in Soundview. Jay Dow live for us there now with what we're learning. Jay. Well, Corey, the suspect's name is O'Shawn Logan. Police say he is 18 years old of the Bronx. He is now facing several criminal charges, robbery, four counts, gang assault, two counts, assault, grand larceny, and criminal possession of a weapon. He is the suspect, one of the suspects, accused of beating off-duty officer Mohammed Chaudhry, 48-year-old of the Bronx, an 18-year department veteran. He was working out, and he was ambushed by several people as seen on surveillance video. He was at one point in a medically induced coma. He has since come out of that coma. He seems to be on the mend. His wife says he is talking. Uh, but this uh, Mr. O'Shawn Logan, just one of the people that the police continue to look for in this assault. Additionally, they say they are looking for all of the suspects involved in a pattern of assaults, as many as 19 committed this month alone. The first break in the case, this arrest, O'Shawn Logan just walked out of the 43 precinct station house several moments ago, facing several criminal charges in the beating of an off-duty NYPD officer. All right, so there you go. There you have it. Now, what makes this even more interesting is that then there was another officer off duty he got robbed he was with two of his friends and um i have video of that one too but it's just like watching what we that just was in saw the heights right that was in the heights that yeah one? yeah yeah they were probably going out him and his buddies and um once again they're off duty so the people that are doing the robbing don't know that they're off that they're actually cops i don't know um i think we spoke about this earlier or on a previous show 
they got to start teaching these cops situational awareness. I mean, I, I don't understand how you're uh, in, in, a, on a, in a McDonald's or in a bodega and somebody gets a jump on you and they, yeah. they rob your shit. Like, what the fuck is going on with these guys? I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm certainly not blaming them, but they got to have more situational awareness. They got to get their heads out of their asses. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, you have to, like you said, you have to know your surroundings. You have to be uh, aware of who knows what it is. I mean, how much of it actually, the two separate incidents, the guy jogging. Also, too, don't forget, we're talking about the same type of robbery, situation awareness. You see a cop, uh, a car that just pulls over a little bit ahead of you. Could be an Uber, somebody getting out. You're aware of it. You now three look. kids get out. And they start just running, running towards you. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that's when you have to. I don't think the uh, in the second incident that happened in the Heights that um, he he was armed off duty. Um, well, I mean, listen again. One, one right? of his friends got pistol whipped. You got to stay strapped, man. When you're in the city, you got to have your gun on you. I tell my wife all the time, you got to stay strapped. Scott Wagner, detective, Spanish law. He brings up a good point. Nineteen robberies, and they couldn't figure out they had a pattern until an MOS gets hit. Absolutely ridiculous. 100% right. 100% right. It shouldn't have taken an MOS to get robbed and, and to have a brain injury for them to decide that they had some sort of pattern and go aggressively yeah. after these fucks. Well, that's interesting, too, because I remember people create... I used to work in robbery and burglary. Rip. Well, Bram, it was called. But um, they used to put together patterns with nothing even really there. It's like one guy gets robbed at gunpoint on... Uh, you know, one command next door and one guy gets robbed and both of them happen to, you know, wear white sneakers. It's a, oh, let's yeah. make it a pattern. What this, this? So we were creating patterns out of thin air sometimes. Well, I mean, that's, you know, but that's, now it's the complete opposite. There could right. be detectives there like wanting to create a pattern, but they're saying, oh, no, well, let's let's it's not it doesn't look like a pattern because one of them is wearing white sneakers and the other ones were wearing shoes. Well, when I was in the brand, I mean, it, it, the only person who could make a pattern was a was a Bronx robbery, right? I mean, in the Bronx, they, they were only well. I mean, you had you had to put you put it together, and then yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah. A lot of and and you uh, you know sometimes they come after it. They see what's going on. They pay attention, and they come to the asking you, "Hey, do you mind if we take this over?" Some guys used to say no. I used to right. be like, "Yeah, guess what? You could take this one, and I got about a hundred other cases inside. <laughs> if you want to take those, fucking lazy ass." Milwaukee <laughs> uh, civilian says it's never your fault when you're the victim of a crime, but everyone can do something to reduce the chances. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. Um, you know, you got to have situational awareness. I teach it to my employees now in the private sector. I say it all the time. I teach it to them all the time. You got to have situational awareness. You got to be aware of your surroundings. And you got to talk to your kids about this shit, too. When, when my kids, I mean, listen, the cell, phones, the cell phone thing, my kids walk in the mall. I, I do not allow them. I did not allow them to bury their faces in their phones. Put your phone away when you're walking. Look around, see what's going on. Or even in the car, look around, enjoy the trees, enjoy the scenery. You got to have situational awareness. You got to be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it doesn't help that everybody's in their phone. Yeah. Um, it does not help, especially because by the time you look up, you're it's already they're on the sidewalk, right? Right next to you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And everybody's in their phone. Yeah. Except for the people that are looking for victims. Yeah. So Bill Ryan Bill Ryan brings up a good point. The job doesn't want to admit they have these patterns. Because it shows that the police have less control of crime than our current mayor would like the public to believe. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's absolutely true. 
Yep. Yeah, yep. I agree with him 100%. Yep, yep, yep. What did this guy ask? Yes. I'm looking at this guy. Don't wear headphones. I have two golden doodles, Pauline, by the way. Two of them. Yeah, the headphones. Them. Well, actually, Lorna, I'll, I'll tell you something. My daughter has to take the train to work, and uh, she mentioned that if you don't have your headphones on, then every guy's going to try to talk to you. They mm -hmm. notice that. But if you have your headphones on, don't have music on it. Exactly. So now you're killing you're, you're killing guys from approaching you and trying to start a conversation with you. What's up, Ma? How you doing? You know what I'm saying? And you kill that aspect of it, but you're also very aware of what's going on around you. And yeah, yeah. Know that. Mm -hmm. So that's my advice right there. Absolutely. Agreed. Crazy nurse. And uh, stop texting and, and walking. Yeah, that's yeah. a I pull over when I'm wanna, when I'm in the city and I, and if I'm if I have to text somebody back and I'm walking I pull over I pull over to the side. So holy <laughs> shit! I swear to God I do, man. I don't do it while I'm walking. No, you don't. Yeah, especially because look in the city you'll get run over by. They, they have these bike lanes. They should call it um like an Indy 500 lane because the, <laughs> the bikes it's like they're in a race. They're like boom boom boom. <laughs> And these people, they they either get out of a cab. See, the cab doesn't care about the bike lane. He just wants the people out. So he pulls over in his lane, and when he opens, they open the door in the back, uh, in the in the back seat to get out towards night. the sidewalk. That lane that they're getting into is the bike lane. Yeah, yeah. you know they're gonna walk right into it. Yeah, and they yeah. get blasted. Man, people die every day. They get hit. They get maimed. And that's another thing nobody's making a big deal about. They don't want you to know how dangerous it is just across the street. And you have a lot of old people. Yeah. And the old people, man, God bless them. It's It yeah. sucks so bad. Uh, yeah. uh, DGR Dave, um, he asked a, a question for, for what a Delphi case. If you had an opinion on the Delphi case. you have an opinion on the Delphi case there? I don't see the question. Who asked it? I don't know how do you say the D uh this guy? D G R Dave. Do you have a oh, do you guys have opinion on the recent news in the Delphi case? I don't know what it is. Yeah. Let's see. Let's go to the Google. He's trying to stump us. No, it's good. I love it. Let's see. Maybe it uh maybe while I was in the gym, something came out about it. Let's see. Delphi murders. Uh oh. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a, something for Bill's show. Oh yeah, Bill will have yeah, Bill will have an opinion on that. He's he does the true crime. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is, sounds like an ongoing case Abby of uh, and young girls. Oh yeah, that was when they they took the video of their killer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, tune into Bill for that. Was a I, I'm embarrassed to say it's the first time I'm hearing about this case because. I usually follow along with no, everything. No, no, you Even... heard about it. It happened in 2017. The two girls were on a walking trail, and they ended up filming their, their killer, a blurry, like, two-second mm -hmm. image before they were killed. So, Oh, so it's it's not something recent, because yeah. right, even though right, I, yeah. we may not cover it on the show. Look at, um, at David. He's like, know. never mind, you fucking dummies. <laughs> 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 never mind, dummies. <laughs> All right. Let's see what we got here. Um Sorry, Dave. Let's break it up a little. Florida man found guilty of raping wife after he fires lawyer so he can cross-examine her. What? 
So, yeah, this guy was having a domestic incident. He shows up at his ex-wife's house. The, a bit of a riddle. He for, for, forced his way in. And then he tie, tied her up, supposedly, and then he had sex with her. And he had a lawyer. And I don't know what, but, you know, it just goes to show you, men can't win an argument with a woman, not even in court, man. But wait uh, a second. Hold on. Let me let me We're witnesses. You thought he was right. Hold on, but why'd you he take thought it he was down? right? Florida man found guilty of raping wife after he fires lawyer. Oh, okay. I read it wrong. They didn't use any commas there, so it screwed me up. I got you. Okay. It only took Tampa jury five hours to find Trevor Summers guilty on all counts. I thought he raped the wife after he fired the lawyer. That's how I read it. I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Well, to defend him, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to defend himself, he he wanted to. He right, wanted to right, stay. Right, right, right. I got you. It's a cross and, examiner. Yeah, fuck me up. Yeah, yeah. That's a dumb thing here. Oh, um, <laughs> let me see what else do we got here. Um, you know what? This happened actually last week, and we never talked about it. Um, we missed it. And uh, it's something that if you're um, talk about, well, this isn't really situation awareness, but if you're, this can happen to any cop on duty. So be careful if you're listening. Watch. A woman is in jail after she oh, wanted to slip out of her handcuffs in the back of a police car, obtain an AR-15, and open fire on sheriff's deputies, according to local police. The shocking moments were captured on the car's internal camera and police body cams. On Friday, Grady County Sheriff's deputies performed a welfare check on a woman found crawling around someone's yard while barking, according to the charging documents filed in court. The woman identified herself as 36-year-old Rachel Zion Clay. Police handcuffed her and placed her in protective custody in the back of a police car, according to the court documents. But while deputies were outside the car taking statements from civilians nearby, Clay managed to slip out of her cuffs and access a console in the front seat labeled gun, the undersheriff said in an interview. They say she was then able to load around into the chamber and fire outside the vehicle. Body camera footage released by police show moments shots rang out. Confusion as deputies try to figure out what just happened. Danny, I'm hit right here. One civilian receiving a wound to the chest. He's later taken to the hospital, according to NBC affiliate KFOR, while the sheriff's deputy is only grazed by the bullet. As the deputies and the wounded bystander take cover and call for backup, more shots ring out. What the heck? Law enforcement expert Cheryl Dorsey weighing in on the incident. Sometimes women are smaller frame and they have uh, the ability to slip their hands through the cuff, even though the cuff may itself be locked. With the arrival of backup begins an hours long standoff as Clay barricades herself in the police car, refusing to emerge. After three and a half hours of negotiations with police and the deployment of an armored breaching vehicle, the woman finally surrenders. If it means saving a life, you take as much time as you need in order to bring this tactical situation to a successful conclusion. Court documents from her arraignment on Monday include notes she allegedly managed to write while barricaded, revealing her disturbed state of mind. Efforts to reach Clay were unsuccessful, and she was not represented by an attorney at her initial court appearance. And it was a compilation of errors. I get that uh, you want to have easy access to a, 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 a AR-15, but not when you have a suspect in your vehicle. Another officer could have and should have been monitoring visually the suspect who was seated behind the car. Clay was charged with three counts. That's crazy, huh? They should have killed her. 
<laughs> they should have shot in that in that vehicle and put her out of her misery. They were getting shot at. Light that car up. Swiss cheese, man. Yeah, but you know what? It probably maybe maybe it had the uh, bulletproof windows on it. Ah, uh, not a small okie doke town like that. I doubt it. They should lit her ass up. Blow the freaking car up there. There was there was gas tank. There was shots fired. But I, who who knows from uh, maybe it was from her. But she at first I thought she she was on drugs because she was crawling around in that person's yard. Do you think? She looked like she was <laughs> You know, that's like uh that's like when you're telling a story to your friends about a, some crazy night that you had out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And somebody, yeah, yeah. And somebody goes, Hold my beer <laughs> and then get up and start <laughs> telling this story. Yeah, so I was locked up and I'm in the back of the car and somehow yeah. I got out of my cuffs and I found the AR fifteen and oh my god <laughs> engaged him in a five hour standoff. And I lived to tell about it. <laughs> and I lived. <laughs> She should have oh, been out of her misery. What Holy a crazy, shit. crazy story. Blow that fucking car up. Boom. That's it. Um, what else do we got here? <laughs> Where are we at? See the people in the comments. Um, rough, rough, bang, bang. She was an EDP. London, London girl, I love Angel's way to deal with it. <laughs> Blow that fucking car up. Yeah, Holy man. Holy shit. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Listen, <laughs> some, somebody's a lot of heads are gonna roll for that one. Yeah, sure. man. Uh, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, a lot of things gone wrong on that situation. <laughs> you, you also had like the like the um the person who was speaking on behalf of the police department. Yeah, the woman there. She was really yeah, good. She was on point with everything. She said, "You if if you if you have um uh, an AR-15 in your car, you probably shouldn't be putting the perp in that one." Did you see uh, the book that she wrote that was behind her? This is Which one was that? that lady. She wrote a book that? called Black and Blue uh -huh. about being a black female in the police department. Uh huh. Yeah, she's a LAPD. Uh, I think she was a captain of the um, or lieutenant in the uh, homicide division of LAPD or something. So uh, yeah. she's an interesting story. Uh, side note, we'll talk about it offline. But you bring up an interesting point. Like in the background here in my apartment, I should have put my book up. Somewhere, so you can see my book. How? It's a fake background. We can't see your book. I put, well, I got to find a new background, but this time put a book, <laughs> my book in there. Well, the, you know, the only problem with it is <clears throat> I still haven't written my book. But she's inspired me to write a book now. I've been wanting to write a book. Um, Payaso and, uh, in blue. Payaso in blue. Yeah, something, anything. Just something to put in the background. Like, So when I'm sitting here talking to you, my book. Uh, maybe a book on either side, one over here, one over there. <laughs> 20 and out could be my first book, and then I'll do um, something else. Yeah, that was my one-man show. I could just there print that <laughs> as a book. <clears throat> I did 22 and a half and out. 22 and a half and out, yeah. All right, so what else Good do we stuff. got for you? What else we got? What else we got? Uh, oh, this one's uh, pretty interesting, too. Uh, you know what? We watch, we learn a lot of stuff on this show, but if you're a parent, uh, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this kind of stuff because, um, you know, these, these there's, there's crazy people out there, man. Look at this guy. Escapes and attempted kidnapping while taking out the trash in front of her home. The frightening <laughs> all caught on a doorbell camera leading to that suspect's arrest. That little girl, Kennedy <sighs> Nash and her parents, Mandy Miller Nash and Ricky Nash, join me now. Kennedy what you did was absolutely amazing. Great work to you. You were just taking out the trash, Kennedy. Then what happened? 
Okay. Um, what were you thinking, Kennedy, as this was all happening? <laughs> screen. Yeah, I mean, I too. Had you seen this guy before, Kennedy? No. Did he say anything to you? Parents of six, year old Ohio girl speak out after daughter escapes kidnapper while taking out trash. Attempted abduction of six, year old Ohio girl. So you see that, man. This is a girl who's just, um, she's taking out the trash. And yeah. you got crazy people walking down the street. What that guy would have done with her, who knows? This who guy's knows? not planning it for a future. You know what I'm saying? He's just thinking spur of the minute. There goes a girl. Let me grab her. That's, that's, that's fucking scary, man. Let me tell you something. I see something like that. God forbid it's one of my kids. Oh, my God. Yeah, scary stuff, man. Kids in the world that we're living in today, people with no consequences, people, everything's being blamed on mental health, right? Um, everybody, they insult the people who really have mental health issues who are out there struggling to, to assimilate to society and take their meds and stay on track. Um, these criminals are, are getting bolder and bolder by the day, man. To walk up to a little girl and just try to snap. I mean, listen, that's been happening since the beginning of time, but um, it's fucking scary. Scary stuff. Yeah. That, should be, that guy should be put out of his misery. That that was, um, you know, you wonder how these kind of things happen when we see these uh, missing person stories and stuff like that. And these girls getting kidnapped. It happens just as quick as that. And the girls are throwing out the trash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's running to the end of her driveway and coming back. Yeah. Um, Scary. And in two seconds like that, man. Thank God she's Scary okay. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> That's why, you know, um, they were also talking about the stranger danger. Um, if if you had a chance to see the clip and listen to it, something went wrong with it. But um, they they talking about stranger danger. How the mother taught the daughter about stranger danger. The one of right now that you just showed on Fox yeah. News. Yeah, yeah. So she was she was aware of that, and it's a it's a good thing to teach your kids. Yeah, you know that's good. That's good. Uh, if you watch Chris McDonough's interview with Wesley and Dodds. That's exactly what the perp did. Look for an opportunity. Yeah, that's what they usually do. They look just for that one second. One second. Sandra H., yeah. I'm a big-time background watcher. Lots of these people have their books. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So Lieutenant uh, Pranzo, uh, he said it. Uh, that lady's a sergeant, retired sergeant from LAPD. She's a cop hater. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She's militant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I pulled this story, or do I still have the thing? And I wanted to mention it for a reason. Where is this story? Um, Scott has a title for your book. I know, I saw it. No me joda. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, DC woman yells, shoot me, at armed attacker, fends him off. I couldn't find the video of it, um, but it's, it's an African-American woman, and she's getting robbed in the street. The guy puts a gun at her. And uh, she's like, just putting up her head. Go ahead, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Oh, and um, the, the guy obviously didn't want to shoot her, so he took off. But that being said, I remembered that there was another story here in New York. And there was a group of people that were hanging out down in the Lower East Side. And they had bumped into another group of people that was out doing robberies. And um, the way the story went, it was two boys and I think two girls. And it was the girls, they just 
finish like trying to rob somebody around the corner. The boys did. So now it was the girls' turn. So they went to go rob the girls that were with men. They were with their boyfriends too, but they were walking a little ahead. And that girl said, what are you going to do, shoot me? And the guy shot her. Oh, and he shit. killed her. Oh, and man. I remember that story. I remember being in the elevator with her fiancé at criminal court. I was down there doing something, and, you know, they were going upstairs for their case. And it's that's a weird horrible. thing about seeing something in the news and seeing the victim, and there's one way that you look at them, and then the next thing you know, they're, like, in front of your face. Yeah. And that, that was that was wild. You work in a courtroom or you're around court often, and you see the cases that are in the news and the people, like, in person. Yeah. It's, well, you uh, remember you remember the uh, Virginia Navy Yard, the the workplace violence shooting that happened. I believe it was 2013 or 2012. The guy came in. He ended up killing like 12 people. Mm -hmm. um, he was a Navy contractor. Well, when I was in JTTF, we we watched the video because the the building was wired up with cameras everywhere. And uh, at one point, he he encounters one of his coworkers. I believe it was in a stairway, and he takes a shotgun and he puts it to a face. And there's no audio, but you could see she drops to her knees and she has her hands in the air and she's just begging for a line. And we always teach our we teach our employees the run, hide, fight uh, thing. You know, if there's workplace violence or an active shooter to never beg for your life. And, uh, you know, I'm certainly not second guessing her, but she dropped to her knees and her hands in the air. And the guy puts a shotgun right to her face and he pulls the trigger and the fucking the gun misfired, man. And mm. she got up and she ran. He transitioned to a sidearm and he ends up shooting her in the back, but she survived. But. I mean, could you imagine the terror? I mean, and that was her response. She just dropped to her knees and she begged for her life. It's crazy. You never know what you're going to do in a situation. Yeah, yeah. She got that extra moment. It's not It's not a, a good thing to challenge your attackers by saying, shoot me. That's my or point. Or begging for your life doesn't work either. They mm -hmm. can't. They wouldn't be there to fucking kill you. You know? This is... <laughs> this, would, this case made me laugh right here. <laughs> Wait till you see this guy. Oh man, we're don't laugh before the joke. It's not fair. <laughs> Watch this. Board and MTA bus is caught on camera. The suspect can be seen going up to a man in a wheelchair and grabbing oh, from his shirt pocket. The 64-year-old victim fought back, but police say the suspect made off with $250. It happened on August 13th on Staten Island while the S-40 bus was stopped at Clinton Avenue in Richmond Terrace. The victim was not hurt. No arrests have been made. Brazen attack. Um, the reason why I was laughing. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Leave her up there. That's my crush. Oh, you took it there. Go ahead. <laughs> Um, you know, forgive me for assuming that most of the time when I see people in a wheelchair, I don't, I think they can't walk. Um, I knew you were gonna the say guy's that. going through the whole thing, getting on the, you know how long that takes for that freaking, the bus got to stop. The thing's got to go down. You got to come up with the wheelchair. And like, obviously the guy can't walk a lot. That's why wherever he has to go to, he needs the wheelchair. I'm poking fun right now. But the last thing I expected was that guy to get up. Right? Didn't that bug you out when the guy got up? It's true, yeah. I was yeah. like, yo, if the guy... You're why you got to be like on the I, chair, I, like clawing at him. I forgot about the robbery right right, right away. <laughs> I was like, you can walk? What? Are you kidding me? Are you Get kidding that me? off the bus. You're Get using up all this... Uh... <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Man, that blew uh... my mind. And then he gets... You didn't see that, but his money goes all over the place. So it, it looked like, like it was like two hundred and fifty dollars in singles. It looked like he was going to the strip club because that his money was, was like all say. over the all over the floor. 
and he gets down say, on his hands and knees and he's picking it up. He, I was gonna say he's probably going to OTB, right? But are there any OTBs left in the city? I think they closed, didn't they? Yeah, I think they're done. So hold I on, think I think we done. have I think we have somewhat of a troll in the comments here. I don't know if you caught it. E. Caroline, I don't know who she is, but she says the sad reality I saw as a Fed, local cops are almost as hazardous as the criminals. Their failure to police their own is a nightmare. And that is the gigantic problem. Was I only a Fed? Nope. Served on the defense side of life in Texas. Oh, this, they want to make this show about, they're trying to make this, she wants to make this show about her. Practicing tax law. And this is where I found out how corrupt cops are when dealing with their kin with tax. This has become like a comedy show, like what happens in like, and what do you do? And then all of a sudden you start getting heckled. And the person's not the person's not interesting at all, you yeah, know. And it's, yeah. and then now you realize, oh, I get it. They just they they've they've hijacked the show. She came here for attention. Yeah, well, we gave it yeah. to her. I, I would go. enjoy the rest of the show, but if we don't come back to you, E. Caroline, you'll understand why. <laughs> because you you bored the crap out of us right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was pretty. Oh man, uh, Denise Olds uh, had he had been committing crimes in the area for thirty five years. Uh, are we talking? We're not talking about the same guy, are we? Because oh, sometimes the, the the chat starts talking about all different crimes and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought that I listen. I don't want to poke fun at anybody getting robbed, but when that guy jumped out of his wheelchair, man, I was like, he's been saved. And then Pauline Buckles goes, "It's a miracle. That's all it took, right?" <laughs> you know? Can you just imagine this guy's on his way, right? This is like you never see the other side of the story. The guy's on his way. Because he has to go to like physical therapy for the job that he's been, um, he hasn't gone. He's to malingering. In, he's malingering in over, in over ten years, <laughs> in over ten years, uh, collecting a workman's comp, and he's on the bus and he's playing the role. This is his, you know what I'm saying, to get his free money. And then all of a sudden, now he jumps out of his chair. So yeah, <laughs> we learned another secret about you. That's, Guess what? That's how you get into the front of the line at Disney. Hey, isn't that guy? Isn't that guy out line of duty? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! There was, was a, there was a story. I don't know if you heard about it uh, years ago on the Price Is Right. Uh, it was a letter carrier, female letter carrier. She she got hurt on the job, I think, in a car accident or something. And she said she couldn't lift her arms above her shoulders. And uh, she gets on the Price Is Right, and she had she makes it to the uh, you know to the part where you got to spin the wheel, uh, uh, and she fucking <laughs> she. And she got fired because, you know, really? she had her own. Yeah, yeah. She did it on national TV. These people are so fucking stupid. It's an interesting thing um, when people get a hurt like line of duty, let's say cops, for even, even if it's a fireman. And you could have been in real bad shape when you originally got your three quarters. But you went to the gym and you started building up your muscles and you started getting strong again. And you still can't get in foot chases and stuff like that but you can you're do functioning. This, you're functioning you yeah. can do this same exercise of, of lifting the weights and now you're all swole and you're coming and going to the gym every day and people are taking pictures of you yeah. like when i first got out i couldn't move my neck my neck is still kind of a little messed up i go you know what not me but i'm just saying in general i always wonder about that listen if you got three quarters work out at home use the freaking money that you got to buy a fucking stairmaster and a couple of dumbbells and stay home and this way you don't lose your money for the rest of your life you freaking moron anyway 
Uh, Denise Oles, hold on a second. The man who killed my fiance slid through the cracks and made it to the and, and it made to the White House. Extreme murder. Shit. Yeah, Sorry to hear that, Denise. Sorry to hear that, Denise. She's still uh, our our other friend is still talking garbage. I know. Leave her alone. She'll be fine. <laughs> uh, what do we got over here? Do we have any more? Let me just see what I, th- I wanted to see if we have any more. Um, uh, no, that was it. That was it for that. All right. So I wanted to share this as well. If you're like me, retired. Oh yeah, let's do it. New York's NYPD community ambassador for the uh, starting salaries from fifty four thousand six hundred and forty three, and you could make that's up to big, that's a pretty big a hundred and forty four thousand dollars a year. Wow! <laughs> the mission of the New York City Police Department is to enhance the quality of life. Wow, it's something they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't sign the waiver for us, so we wouldn't be able to get the job. What waiver is it? You gotta get it. You gotta get a waiver because it's the same pension system. Oh, yeah. So, so they don't want us. You can't make over the, thirty grand. The mission of this new New York City Police Department is to enhance the quality of life in New York City by working in partnership with the community to enforce the law, preserve peace, protect the people, reduce fear, and maintain order. And lock well, up I, bad guys. But what does that mean, Ambassador? Is that is that just asking for police officers? Solve problems that create crime. So apparently these are the violence interrupter people that uh, maybe um, Adams has been talking about. They're not armed though, right? No, no, they're not armed. Absolutely not. No. NYPD strives to foster a safe or fair city by incorporating neighborhood policing into all facets of department operations and solve the problems that create crime and disorder. I, you know, for the life of me, I can't tell you, I'm looking at the job description here and I still don't know what it is. It's, um, they want, obviously you're going to need a degree of some sort. You're going to be uh, auxiliary. They're going to pay auxiliary. They're going to pay one, auxiliary of the, one, one of these degrees <laughs> that does nothing. A waste of time degrees, uh, a degree that we just, we we're going to cut $20,000 off of what you got to pay back. And it's useless. <laughs> the degree is useless. That's what we're paid for. Gender studies degrees, baby. Pay that loan back. Pay that loan. I mean, for uh, crying yeah, out yeah. loud, what kind of nonsense is that? Community ambassador. You know what? Ambassador. I want I like the job, though. I still want the job. Uh, I still want the job. I'm going to apply. I'm serious because I want to. I want to wear. You're not going to get. Um, but I'm going to wear a, a jacket, a blazer when I go to work, and it's going to say it's going to have a sash and it's going to say <laughs> ambassador on it. Ambassador. I like the way you say it. Right. Very ambassador. Nice. Thank you. Right. Isn't that yeah. what they wear? Like when they work in the U.N.? That's what I want. I want one <laughs> of those dip- jackets. You have diplomatic immunity like that one savage who raped his neighbor and they found him laying on the floor, passed out, and he didn't get called for it. Come I know. And he, went, he flew back to his own country. Yeah. Yeah. Good. To- good stuff. Good stuff. Free stuff, free stuff. That's what uh, Peter Pranzel says. That's right. Let's pay it. Yeah, he was a, he was um for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, he was here for a while. I don't think he just got here. So. Nope. Nope. Yeah. BS degree, like a beauty queen. You know. Yeah, that, those degrees are a waste of time. <laughs> what is yeah. this one? Oh, this is if you live in Long Island. Oh shit! I didn't hear about this. Yeah, this is the second person. Another person is fa- fatally shot answering their d- front door on Long Island. What the fuck? A man was shot dead while answering his door in Huntington Station. 
And there was a guy like two weeks ago too. That's insane. Well, what are the circ? I mean, do they have do they have a pattern? They ring the bell. Somebody comes to the door and, and they boom. shoot him. Now we'll find out later more later, but um, I'm surprised they're not they don't have that door cam thing. That's what I was just thinking. But still, I mean. That's, that's fucking crazy. Even if like even if you saw like a stranger at your door, if they didn't look like crazy, um, you might answer no and go, "Could I help you?" You know what I'm saying? And that's when they shoot you. Yeah. But what I like to do is a sneak attack. If some if I see somebody ringing the door from the front and I don't recognize him, I walk around the side of the house and I come to the front. I come behind them. I go, "Hey, could I help you?" Yeah. And then I that's when I got my 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 Glock. 19 point right in their skull. Get down, get down, get down. And then I take then I take the food from them. It's a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> I take I take the food that I ordered and I go back inside. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hold on. We got a question. We got a question in here. That's a good and finally we got a good question. We got a good question finally. Angel, just wondering what happened about your holiday booking in the swimming pool. Good question, Kim Allison. Thank you. And wait, London girl agrees with me. Um, so the Pool is still going to be out, but they gave us two uh, two hundred and fifty dollar credit for the for the stay. So, so oh, so there's no pool. There is a pool, to... just the infinity pool's out. It broke. Brand new wait, resort. Wait a minute. There's a pool. There's another pool. There's like five other pools. Yeah. And you're bitching about the the infinity. I want to the... be in the infinity pool, dude. What was in the infinity pool? It's in it like overlooks the ocean and it looks like it doesn't stop. It's got like no edge. Oh, yeah. You probably want to take that picture for Instagram, and now you can't, right? I got to do it for the gram, absolutely. And it's the only pool that is deeper than four feet, so I could actually cover my man boobs and I could go in up to here and take nice selfies. And now I got to be with my titties, my man titties hanging out in the other pools Mm -hmm. because they're smaller. It's not good. Not a good look. Yeah, man. You got two hundred fifty bucks for that, and there's four of the pools. Uh, you got you got off. You, I can't even believe you brought that up. That you were upset about that. That this was an issue. Four other listen, pools. Do you know how much this vacation? Listen, it wasn't four, it wasn't cheap. Five grand, six grand. Uh, get out of my pockets, Mark. Is it is it all inclusive? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like them. I like them, um, but you know. The food all it's all the same food. It all tastes the same. Oh, I don't care. You can, you can put twenty you restaurants. You could do because they never go full flavor. You go to the Japanese where they they make it like American. So you go to Mexican. There's nothing. Um, there's, <laughs> that's because you go to all these. No, that's you go to Holiday Inn, all inclusive everywhere you go. Bullshit! I go to the, the main ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Dominican one was good, um, and I love Jamaica. Jamaica is my favorite place to go, by the way. Yeah, I know why. I know why you like going to Jamaica. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. That's my dream yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, I have a, a red stripe and light up red at the beach in my chair. Yeah. That's my – I love that. Uh, <laughs> Mo- <laughs> Milwaukee Civilian, the idea of Market Angel's pocket intrigues me. <laughs> <laughs> tell them to stay the fuck out of my pocket. That's why I tell my relatives. My sisters, especially the ones that don't talk to me, when they ask me for money, or they talk about how much money I make, I'm like, stay the fuck out of my pockets. So that's why. Yeah, that's so weird, right? Like, yeah. I'm, like, I like. The weird part is like, if I'm the person in, you're asking for money. You I mean you really got to be down on your luck. You know, I always say there's two type of people, man. There are bar, there are bar, there's givers and borrowers, man. 
Yeah. And you're asking, you're you trying to borrow money from a borrower. From a borrower. <laughs> I'm a borrower, man. <laughs> you got the wrong guy, man. <laughs> I don't lend money out. You know how much money I got in the street? None. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, got no, I got no money in the street. That's it. No money here. You're barking up the wrong tree. You're crazy. Barking up the wrong tree. I got to buy my wife bags and shit. I can't be uh, giving money up to people in charity. Charity, family, charity. Oh, you got to give me the heads up. When was that week again that you're going away? Uh, the 5th to the 10th. Of September? October. My oh, birthday. Okay. My birthday's um, next week. All right. Um, there was another. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for caring. Go ahead. When is your birthday? Forget it. Let's move you on. You said October, right? No. Move on. I'm done uh, with you. I, I have to keep the show moving. We can't just be focused on angel, angel, angel all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted to mention this because we're running out of time. Um, they found out, and I, I didn't pull the picture up, but uh, you know, people who worked down at Ground Zero during 9-11, not only did they suffer physical um, ailments like cancer and like the GERD that I have and the sleep apnea that we, we all have from breathing that shit in, but also now, too, they're finding out that if you have PTSD, it also uh, leads into early uh, onset dementia. You're more prevalent to uh, to get dementia. So I don't know what to plan on doing on about it. We'll talk about that more in the future. I, I forgot to add the um, the picture about it, but it's definitely something that needs to be um, brought back to the table. They thought they were done, but if, if all these people are going to wind up having mental problems as well from the PTSD that leads into the dementia or Alzheimer's, then... You know, this thing's not over. It's, there's it's a still... lot of there's a lot of uh, short-term memory loss. We've had so there's a detective, a retired detective that died uh, yesterday um, down in Florida, and he was down there. We've lost almost over. We've lost over 4,000 first responders to 9/11 related related illnesses since 9/11. Over 4,000. So we've lost more than the day it actually occurred. So that's that's fucking that's insane. And more, so many more people are sick. We've had we had over over three hundred thousand first responders that responded totally to the uh, to the to, to Ground Zero, so it's pretty pretty bad, pretty bad. Yeah, we'll we'll give you more insight on that. So listen, I feel bad now because people are wishing you a freaking happy birthday. When's your birthday? I forgot. Come on, tell me, man. No, listen, we're not we're not closing the I'm, show out. I'm like I'm again. like your ex wife. You're gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna hold a grudge. Can somebody post it in the chat? No, I didn't say what day it was. I just said it was next week. It's September okay, September fourth. September fourth. Okay, you're the same sign as my daughter. My daughter's September second. That's why so, we get along. Yeah, yeah you're why. good She's people. Smart like me. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we're at the end of the show here, folks. You guys were so great to mm -hmm. tune in with us early, and also too to um, to stay with us in the chat and 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 help having uh, help with us having fun here. You realize that uh, we couldn't do this show without you. Um, and we're uh, be fans of the show. We're big fans of you. Uh, and that goes out to all the police uh, off the cuff family here. Yeah. And um, what do you got? What do you got? You got? Hey, didn't you do like go on live on Inter Instagram this week or something? I went. Uh, I went live last night. Um, I'm going to be on Fox News on the ninth, supposedly oh, yeah. tentatively, but that's in a couple in a little over a week uh, for the anniversary of 9/11. Um. Yeah, but uh, I did my uh, podcast, Nothing Further Podcast. I did that. So check me out on Instagram and Twitter, Big Reekin Man. 
Um, e. Caroline, thanks for coming in and trolling. You made the day interesting. We appreciate your stupidity. Thank you so much. And everybody else, we love you. Thank you so much. Bendiciones. Stay safe. All right. Um, well, what can I say? Um, thank you guys again for tuning in. And um, we'll be back next week. Same, different time again. We'll go back to uh, 7 for a couple more weeks. We'll but, see. Uh, we'll talk about we'll, it. We'll land softly into 6 o'clock. Maybe we'll do 6 o'clock. Maybe we'll do six. We'll just start. Why don't we just start with six o'clock next week then? Okay, okay let's do it. Six All right, folks. Anybody who has a problem with this, get back to us. Let let us know. But um, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. God bless you. Have a good week, and we'll talk again soon. Peace. Bye.